Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're diving into the latest box office news, movie news, and streaming news from around the industry. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lace. And on today's episode, we continue our series, Chemical Reaction, a Breaking Bad Rewatch, Season 3. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Audibles, for sponsoring this episode. If you want a free audiobook of your choice, come check out Audible, audibletrial.com slash literary21. And now let's get into it, shall we? I'll say it. Season two is better than season three. It's not a condemnation of season three because it's all good. Pizza and ice cream, apples and oranges, Abraham Lincoln, Teddy Roosevelt. Season two had a common thread from beginning to end with lots of dry humor. The story was airtight. Was there anything that stood out or took you out of the immersion of season two? And it dropped a lot of jaws without the physical impact. No one was murdered. Okay, maybe a few people were murdered. And the only major repercussions for the main were metaphorical and indirect. Well, that was all corrected in season three. Three, excuse me. Season three lost a little airtightness. The writers didn't take the time needed for its Lincoln Log style character development. Though I don't know if they could have even done it within the 13 episodes. Skyler found out in the very first episode of season three that Walt was in meth and on very little evidence. She then left him, took the kids, asked for a divorce, slept with her boss, ditched her creepy stalking boss, decided to play it single, and then wanted in on the meth trade while still fended off Walt from his I'm a family man trip, all in roughly 11 episodes. So yes, Skylar's development was rushed and inorganic. It's not like there was a reasonable resolution to her finding out Walt's big secret that wouldn't have had her cut altogether from the show. Either A, she leaves Walt forever and takes Walt Jr. with her, or B, she reports Walt to the police, or C, she gradually accepts that this is Walt's life and comes back into the fold. The latter two require Anna Gunn to never appear in the series again and for Walt to have nothing to live for. 
Jesse likewise suffered from not knowing who or what he is or was. He went from rehab to buying his parents' house to the hospital to turning back into the bitch and yo dude we knew from season one to ruining Walt's good life again to the drug addict to the actual bad guy he had been telling himself he was all season long. I think season two puts season three in this position. The writing team does what creator Vince Gilligan describes as improv jazz style writing, where they have an idea of what they want to do and an idea of the characters, but let the story unfold in front of them. Let the characters decide where their actions will take them. I love that, but sometimes playing jazz with characters can lead to a dead end, and it did just that at the end of season two. Hopefully the end of season three didn't put season four in the same position. What Breaking Bad lost from season one and season two to season three, though it gained in dexterity, action, and some serious, holy moments. Sure, Skyler's development was rushed, but would you rather have a paced development or the final minute in one minute? Like any good powder keg exploded this year, and the writers spread those moments out evenly like butter on bread. One minute and half measures were neither at the beginning nor at the very end. Nobody told us when those moments were coming. They weren't advertised as the episodes were. And we loved it. We didn't see either of those scenes coming. I mean, didn't it seem like the cousins were going to be out in ABQ till they resolved their mess with the wall? It hit us so suddenly that we didn't even have time to think about who was more likely to die in that situation. The cousins or Hank? Yeah, we were given a warning by Gus that the cousins were going after Hank. But after we saw mostly planning from the cousins throughout the episode, did anyone think they were going to do it then? Damn, that action was amazing. Every second of it. I don't think I need to sing anymore about the crash in half measures. When it happened at the end, that was a big holy shit moment. Those moments were tempered with some great scenes that define relationships between characters. Later, we see one of the cousins crawling towards Walt like he wants to kill him. It's the first time Walt has seen either of the cousins, and the first time Walt understands they were there to kill him. Another scene, Walt and Skylar are talking about when Walt can come over to have dinner with the family. And they hilariously bargain like everything is on the line. A relationship is still on rocky ground, but relationships are sought. Though Fly was controversial, it was the most important episode of the season. The first 20 seasons, or 20 minutes, excuse me, were slapsticky. But in the last 20 minutes, Walt revealed how he wished he could have died the moment Holly was brought home from the hospital. Though we know that was the perfect time for him to die, Walt's self-awareness brought forth a new dimension from him. It's no longer a question of if he's really that bad of a guy or not. He does things and then he doesn't think them that through. Maybe he is redeemable. Then he revealed just how much Jane's death has weighed on him. In the end, it's that guilt that makes him kill the two dealers to save Jesse's life. There were also moments of great dialogue. Breaking Bad isn't known for its dialogue. In fact, I'd say it's better at showing the characters' inner thoughts through silent acting. But there were great lines throughout. Again, Fly, Skyler's monologue about how Walt earned his money. The Darth Vader scene between Badger and Jesse. Mike's monologue about half measures and full measures. And then I'll add on to that, the acting was superb across the board. Brian Cranston again showed in Fly, 
and in his final scene in full measure that he's completely deserving of all those Emmys. Aaron Paul put forth a remarkable performance this year and may get similar recognition as an actor. Mike put forth a bad mother effing performance in the final two episodes. Gus was every bit as awesome as he had been in previous episodes, and maybe even more so, until he turned on Walt. Saul was wildly sleazy with his go-with-the-winner line to Jesse, and then surprisingly loyal and trustworthy in the finale. Hank and Marie got a little more dimension, and while both actors pulled it off quite convincingly, I questioned it at first, because are they really that necessary to our main story? But I was proved wrong when it gave us a scene from one minute. The one thing that brought the entire season together in the finale was Gale. Gale has been the idealist of the series that shows innocence. He cooked meth because he believes people want it, and he wanted to provide people with quality product. Yes, he wanted to bring business ethics into the most ruthless and corruptible business in human civilization. He lived quietly alone with his plants and sang along to some weird-ass foreign Perry Como music. The one thing this show has skipped out on since its beginning is its characters' willingness to delude themselves when confronted with incontrovertible information they didn't want to hear. When Walt confirmed the second cell phone, Skylar didn't even have a second thought. She just ditched Walt. When Walt was told about half-measures, he went to a full measure without skipping a beat. Walt did delude himself into thinking he couldn't let Crazy Eight go, but realized the reality before he did anything dumb. Gale deluded himself into believing Walt was actually sick. Or maybe not, depending on what he was going to say to Walt before Victor stepped in. The finale, as Gilligan said, was about the loss of innocence, and it was. Gale's idealism was Walt's ultimate goal or at least when he first wanted to cook meth. He wanted a consummate professional setting with a huge lab where he doesn't have to do any of the dirty stuff, like killing dealers and meth heads. It's fitting that Jesse killed Gale, just as Jesse also killed Walt's dream job. If that's not poetry, I don't know what is. Someone suggested that maybe it's fair to compare this series with the most the more grandiose, the shield, than the wire. The latter of which was known for its incredibly realistic look in the drug culture in Baltimore. Until season five, anyway. I think that's a good way of looking at it. Regardless of how it ended, Breaking Bad will still be a TV show. It's good for it to take a few leaps into fantasy, so long as it doesn't go into lost territory, where every single break before commercial has to have some forced impact. Could Breaking Bad have been any better in this season? Probably. But the people who worked on it, the writers, the producers, actors, directors, and everyone else involved, deserve a lot of credit for their work. Season 3 was incredible television, and it solidified Breaking Bad's spot as the best show on TV. Possibly of all time. Let us know your thoughts on Season 3 in the comment section below. Uh, what were your favorite episodes? What were your favorite moments? As always, hit that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up if you like our video. And hit that bell notification button to be notified of future videos. As always, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. And 
check us out on Good Pods. Subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms. And if you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash cinemagold. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, bring in new hosts, be able to pay them, and even create more shows. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. You have been watching the Cinema Gold Show. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold Show. Find us on Instagram at The Cinema Gold Show. And on Facebook. Facebook.com slash The Cinema Gold Show. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.